you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the pig, pig skinniest time of the Hi and hello and happy holidays, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to what's sure to be a festive Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com slash Shack. This time of the year, you start feeling bittersweet, not just because it's the conclusion of a calendar year, of course, but the end of the football season. Where did you go, 2014 NFL season? I addressed that on the Sheck Report, as well as some other juicy stuff like Rex Grossman turning down the poor, poor Cleveland Browns because he has family in town for the holidays. This delights me to no end. I'm amused by it, and I'm excited, although nervous. Week 17, Heinz Field at night. The division crown on the title, the Cincy Bungles coming to town to play the black and gold. If things break a certain way, you could have any football fan would like this in the first round of the playoffs. If the Steelers, Chiefs, and Ravens win, your first round matchup in the AFC, the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Baltimore Ravens. But so many different ways this thing could break, even though we know just about everybody who's in the tournament now who is going to be playing whom has yet to be determined. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about all of it. Coming up in just a minute here, one of our very favorites here, Nate Burleson's going to be in here. We're going to talk Marshawn Lynch. He is very intimate with that situation. Yeah, as well. mix. I'm doing my thing oh, in Studio 66. Yeah, he, yeah, that's right. He likes to bust a rhyme. Someday he and I will do a duet of that. Speaking of duets, I'm going to have to get Ryan Kerrigan, uh, the breakout star 
of your D.C. pro football team. He's coming up. I'm going to get him to do a duet as well. He went to Purdue. I went to Indiana. I want to continue to try and bridge any gaps between me and my natural rivals. So we'll do all of that. And Nate Burleson also, we're going to talk ODB versus Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss. He's that historically good. The numbers say that he is, at least. Speaking of numbers, let's talk to the guys here in Studio 66. Maximum strength! About it right now. A little slow on the draw there. You've been drinking the eggnog there, black tie behind the glass? Uh, I do a couple of things behind the glass, but uh, ready to go. Whoa, I wish we had time to devote to that, but no, the matter at hand. Let's jump right into it. The Red Challenge flag pick segment. Oh, I'm going to be late on this one, too. Well, there we go. Red Challenge flag picks. Our first com- uh, competitor of the day. You know him from his power rankings and his weekly picks on NFL.com. And beyond, here he is, everybody. Elliot Harrison. Muzzle tub to you on Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys, exceeding everyone's expectations and winning that uh, NFC East. Yeah, it's crazy. And now people are talking about Romo's MVP. Gil Brandt just wrote an article about it. But, you know, <clears throat> I really wish that, or I hope that Rex Grossman, when the Browns play this weekend, tweets out a picture of, like, him and his family playing categories <laughs> and says, see, I'm playing my own game. You know, something like that. Wouldn't that be amazing? He had better things to do than play a pro football yeah. game. That's such a – what, 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 what an awful – he and his family play? Sorry. <laughs> You know what's caught on in uh, in my house with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damaschek and Baby Oprah is uh, is it sorry when you push that yeah, that the thing in the middle the globe thing in the, that in the spins dice, the die and you had to go around the track and get them back home yeah, yeah and you can send the uh, reason it's sorry is because if you land on a competitor they go back sorry. we call it the jail yeah, yeah. We, we call it going back to jail and you got to get them home also here. In Studio 66, after a couple weeks away, I don't know. Apparently, he had fancier things to do. Here he is from NFL Media's stats department, the statistician with a bad statitude. Thanks for jumping in there, nice. Smelly. It here he is, everybody. Drew Staten, what's the poop, fella? I'm back. I'm a little. Dis- I'm disappointed that no one wanted to come on my tour of Jacksonville, the food tour. I invited you to St. Louis for toasted raviolis. You said no. Mm-hmm. I went to Jacksonville where. What's the their cuisine, delicacy? Uh, Fish, I bet. I don't know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I had a lot of uh, a lot of French fries because vegetarian options not strong in Jacksonville. So we looked at Jacksonville. We uh, left. Yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville. I, I'll be honest. I spent all of my per diem on alcohol. I like. I listen. I enjoy a laugh as much as anybody, but we really do have to have a serious-minded conversation as a society already about what they're doing with the uniforms down there in Florida. Between Jacksonville and the get-ups that the Buccaneers went out in last week against uh, the Packers, I don't know what to make of it, but I, I, I know this. It's not something good. I can't uh, figure out what they're trying to do there. It must be done. But I don't want to talk about Jags and Bucks going into Week 17, not with so many juicy games here, fellas. Let's jump into it here and make the Red Challenge flag picks here. We will pick the juiciest matchups and you guys will assess who you think's going to win here let's start off with <sighs> lions at the packers elliot harrison how say you i am taking green bay at lambeau field to win the division hmm. well you don't have to make eye contact with him you're not well, reading his soul no, I f- to I f- make your pick no i feel bad because i've been gone for two weeks and i know how much dave likes a red challenge flag I so do. I'm, I'm gonna reach deep 
and I'll go ahead and throw one out. Yeah! No. That's wrong. what I like! I like a gift on Christmas. That's it's my gift, gift. Clark. Conflict. I love you know, it. Now, now usually as, as a stats guy, I, I stick with the trends, and it, it makes my job a hell of a lot easier when a team's lost 20 in a row or whatever. Keep on losing it. it I can play that note forward every year. But come on, why not? It's going to end this year. <laughs> that's, that's great, your, great that's logic. reasoning. Yeah, from the stats a man guy. whose career is built on numbers. I just... Uh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna. I mean, seriously, this is a totally different Lions defense, and it I know is. I've been sure. saying all year long that we're waiting. The offense has got to figure it out. Clearly, they're not going to. But I think that you know, the Rogers hasn't been. This isn't the the Packers team that was that had peaked a couple weeks ago when we were saying like, oh my God, they're unbeatable. They lost to Buffalo. They didn't look tremendous against the Bucks. And I I think the Lions defense is no joke that they can, you know, they're going to be able to do some things that Aaron Rodgers and those, the team hasn't hasn't seen from them in the past. I think you know this idea that they didn't look tremendous against the Bucks. They won 20 to 3. They pretty much controlled that football game throughout. And you know what, when you run your tailback 20 times, you're not going to win usually 42 mm-hmm. to 7. You know, because first of all, the game goes faster. There's less possessions. It's just that simple. And I think that's a recipe for winning in January is actually having Eddie Lacy tote the rock 20 times. I Especially mean, if they are in fact on a collision course with uh with the Seahawks now or the Dallas. way they're going to win. Well, right. They're going to the, the, they're going to but if they have to go to the clink Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you, the puncher's chance that Aaron Rodgers gives you is that he might smoke you real fast and give you two touchdowns and put uh, the Seahawks in some peril. But I do think that they're going to have to be able to run Eddie Lacy some. But if you have a three-way tie, if you have a three-way tie with teams with all the same record, it goes to conference record, not head-to-head. Wouldn't Green Bay actually get the home field? What 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 three-way tie are we talking about? Okay, if, if the Packers, if Green Packers, Bay, Seahawks. Seattle, and Dallas all finish with the same record. It doesn't go to the fact that Seattle. No, beat Green right, Bay. but I no, it has to be a sweep. Yeah, you'd have to have the, or one team having lost to. But the Seahawks know, winning teams. makes them the number one seed. They can drive if they win. I mean, yeah. if obviously if they fall back, then all bets are off. But uh, yeah, as long as they win there, um, let's go to the aforementioned Bengals Steelers game. Drew Staten, how say you? Taking the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. You know what, <clears throat> Drew. A lot of times I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those times. I'm going to mm-hmm. leave my red challenge flag in my pocket. I have a feeling Dave's not going to have a problem that with won't, me. That That's won't draw right. applause from me, <laughs> sir. It'll draw boos. Boo, I say. Boo! Steelers, I, I look, I love the way You're they handled them in Cincinnati. That's fine. <laughs> I don't trust the Bengals, man. You know, they were talking about Andy Dalton last night. What did Andy Wait, Dalton do? Wait, you took do? the Steelers? Yeah, I thought you just Steelers. took the Bengals. I'm no. sorry. No. I thought I got my head spinning. Oh, All right. my gosh. All right, okay, so you took the Steelers. Yeah. I, know, I mean, what did Andy Dalton do to engender any confidence on Monday night? No. Defense played well. Peyton Manning didn't look like himself. I give the Bengals defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther, a lot of credit, but – for what he was able to do. But Heinz Field, Steelers' offense has been great this year. All right, let's talk about it. You just brought him up. Peyton Manning, I don't understand. First of all, there are two things I don't understand. First of all, when I say, wow, Peyton doesn't look right, it's just it's blatantly obvious. The eyeball test tells you everything you need to know. And if you need more evidence, look at the numbers. They will support that he has not played like himself over the last six weeks, five or six weeks now. It's not a little blip. This has run on for a month and a half now. And if I point that out, then I'm called a hater. And why do you hate Peyton Manning so much? I don't hate any human being for their football playing. I I certainly don't. That's laughable. I'm just bemused by the inability of people who are analysts, who are theoretically 
objective about things, re- their refusal to acknowledge what's obvious to everybody. I would, what gives John Gruden, he throws the game-winning pick six, the game-losing pick six to Drake or Patrick, does Peyton, and John Gruden says, wow, you, you just never see that out of Peyton yeah. in these spots. Yes, you do. You see it all the time. What are you talking about? You never see it. I don't get that. that it confuses me. That being said, I am no hater of his, but let's talk about that game. Any chance, you're a Raiders guy, Drew Statton. I am. Any chance that this team that has some nice vibes going around it now, Derek Carr looking good, any chance that they can go into mile high and knock off those uh, those Bronx? Uh, no. No? Uh, listen, I know you you act like I'm being ridiculous, but I don't think it's that far-fetched. Yeah. Given the way the, the Raiders seem like they have a, a little, you know, a nice little push going here. They're in the right direction. Yeah, I st- I pounded the table pretty hard for the Raiders the last time I was here, I think, about um, how they were going to go into St. Louis and really, really get it done, put together some back-to-back wins back then. Mm-hmm. And I looked very foolish. <laughs> um, I see. So you don't want to go down I don't, that I don't want. I don't want to go down the path. fool's road again. All right, fellas. I'm Carolina. Gonna, I'm going to agree with that. You, you oh come on! Well, that wasn't even a that wasn't even a game. I just was throwing it out there. But listen, I mean, the Broncos are are assuming they will handle the lowly Raiders. They're going to be the number two seed, but they are, I mean, boy oh boy, as a two seed, that is, they do not look scary right now at all. Um, and it's ironic to say if you take away C.J. Anderson, who was zero, nobody on anybody's radar six months ago is that's the guy you have to yep. stop to, to beat the Broncos is amazing when you have Peyton I need Manning to circle back, though. I got a little screwy backwards. It does go to a conference record three-way tie, but Seattle's conference record is better than Green Bay's heading into Week 17. That's why if Seattle wins, we're playing at Seattle. Hmm. Um, it, it's not because Seattle beat Green Bay earlier this year is what I was saying. Oh, EH, you only sorry. have a couple minutes yeah. left here before you have to go yep. and do some fancy TV stuff. So let's uh, take advantage of it while we have you. Carolina Panthers six eight and one at the Atlanta Falcons six and nine. I'd like to make snarky jokes about this one, but I feel like both teams have some nice things. I love Cam Newton. First of all, I hope that once and for all this hokum about that he's not a leader of men and he doesn't have the right, uh, he doesn't have the intangibles, is once and for all put to bed after what he did coming back from the car accident and winning a big game. And by the way, Matt Ryan quietly is looking pretty good. I talk about the Jenga theory a lot, that if you take the wrong guy out of the thing, the whole team implodes. That's Julio Jones on the Falcons. If he's in there, they're, they're a legitimately scary team, even though they are just 6-9. and nine. All right, that's the backdrop, E.H., I'll say you on this one. This is the hardest game for me to pick in hmm. Week 17 easily, but I, I'm i going with Carolina. I am going with the Carolina Panthers on the road. Drew Staten, I'll say you. Mm. The bloodletting is on. It's the Falcons, man. Come on. Uh, yeah. Drew Staten. It's the Falcons. Yeah. You're nice, not naughty. You do the right thing and choose uh, and make conflict. Will you by explain going the royal bloodline to me, please? I definitely can't. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, no, he didn't see Davinci. Well, you know, I'm trying. I'm sitting in Hank's chair, and I tried to. I tried to throw fancy words. Support around me and, with the, some numbers, yeah. Staten. The, Fal- the Falcons are a total. They're playing. When they last have Julio Jones, they're good. Well, and I mean, they, that's and it. They're a scary team. When they play a team in their division, they're pretty good too. And you know, five and zero. Oh, this, mm-hmm. this is what they need. I agree. This is what they need. I just don't think they're going to get it. Why? Well, number one, Carolina's defense is playing a lot better. I believe the last three games they've allowed 17 points or less. Okay. I believe in three of the last four games, teams haven't even gotten anywhere near 200 yards passing on them. Their secondary is playing a lot better. I don't remember what the exact number is, but I was just looking at it yesterday. And then on top of that, 
I actually trust Cam Newton to kind of play within himself in this game and take off where he has to. And you know what? Watching Russell Wilson against uh, the Cardinals, I kept wondering to myself, is Cam Newton watching this game? Because he can do this. He can. He can do this. And, uh, you hmm. know, last year when they played Atlanta, they were all over Matt Ryan. They were all over Matt Ryan. Now, I know Carolina's pass rush isn't the same, but you have to admit the Falcons' offensive line is not a strength of that team. Oh, no, it's an absolute tire fire. But the Falcons <laughs> tire fire, huh? But they beat their they've won their last you know, they beat Cleveland by four, they beat Tampa by two. And we're talking about a Falcons team with you know, you're gonna ha- have Julio out there. Mm-hmm. I'll take every pretty much take everyone at all the skill positions for Atlanta and I'll take them over Carolina. Hey, why don't you just calm down your bad statitude? Look, right? man, I'm fired up. I had a two two weeks off. <laughs> don't get in the way of that cycle. Watch out. Don't get in the way of that chopper. All right, last game before EH departs us, and we have to get into a couple other things. By the way, how great a game, though, before Elliot goes. I'm excited for, as an AFC North wonk, I'm excited for Bengals-Steelers. A lot of these games are going to be fun. But the game, the must-see action from Week 17 is Jay Cutler against I don't care who he plays. It wouldn't make a difference to me who they play. But as it happens, he has to go up into frigid Minnesota. I hope it's I hope it's miserable conditions just so he's as unhappy as possible. And he has to go, hey, we benched you, Jay. Oh, whatever. You know, hey, you won the Super Bowl. Whatever. Is is Jay Cutler's sort of default. Now, hey, we benched you for Jimmy Colossus. Oh, he got hurt, so you're back in to, to finish up the season. Hey, mop things up for us, would you, fella? He is. I think that is going to be fascinating. I hope they have a camera trained on him. I trust they'll have a camera trained on him throughout, not just the game. I hope the trip up there, I hope the whole way through, that the, his holiday weekend <laughs> makes Jay Cutler have to play. All right, real quick, though. It looks like we got a, a high of 21 on Sunday in Minnesota. Wow. Eh, so. Could be colder, but all right, uh-huh. I'll, I'll take it. Last one, EH, because it has some significant uh, implications. Um, Chargers at the Chiefs. How say you? Mm, by the way, I like that Chicago at Minnesota uni matchup. I think that's, that's a pretty, nice one. Pretty stellar. Very nice. Chargers at Chiefs ain't bad either. I'm going to go. No, it's not good. Don't say that. I'm going to go. Don't encourage the Chargers to maintain the status quo. I understand. They need to get rid of the two tones of blue. Just go powder blue, period. No navy. I'm cool there. with the number back on the side of the helmet yes, for them, too. that's what they need. I'm going to go San Diego on the road in this game. I think Phillip Rivers understands the opportunity in front of them. They were able to go into Arrowhead last year and do it. And, uh, you know, I just uh, – Kansas City needs a heck of a lot of help to make the playoffs. I'm actually taking the road team once again. Drew stat. I did it twice, Dave. Yeah? I can't go three times. Ah, I thought you were going to please I me. Know, That's sorry. my pick is the Chiefs. Chiefs? You're going Chargers. Why? No, I'm going Chargers. All right. I Listen, I think what Phil Rivers did, you know, with the, the injury and everything else on Saturday and the big comeback – I I I, it's, I I guess I'm playing a hunch. At home, Andy Reid, generally speaking, turns out a good team in December. They tripped up in Pittsburgh last Sunday, but the Steelers had a playoff spot on the line. So I I, I have a hunch that the Chiefs are going to show up. And by the way, they are just it's compelling just because they're 60 minutes away from a ridiculous opposite of a miracle, I guess, by their standard. An entire pro football season without a single touchdown pass to a wide receiver. Yeah. That's remarkable. Congratulations to everybody involved on that. I mean, (laughs) that's hard to do. That's not an easy feat to pull It definitely takes effort, takes game planning. I, I, well, and and then you look at how it then seeds out. If the Chiefs, if I'm right and the Chiefs win that game, 
everything's thrown into some tumult there. Mm-hmm. But the Ravens, it's, it's not that wild. As long as the Ravens beat, yes. like I said at the top, as long as they beat the Browns in Baltimore, then they get it. And if the Steelers beat the Bengals, like I say, then that creates in your first round the Ravens at the Steelers. And I don't know how to feel about that. Am I wrong to feel conflicted? I don't want that because you know how, like, the Yankees fans forever had over the Red Sox fans, uh, uh, along with, you know, way more championships than, than the Red Sox. They always had the head-to-head in the postseason. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, you can't beat us in that in the postseason, so there's nothing to talk about for you guys. Same goes in the Steelers v. Ravens rivalry. Hey, Ravens, you've never beaten us in January, so you really can't talk about you, that you're our bitter rival until you actually knock us off in a big game there. So I don't I, I don't like sticking the neck out to sit, to put that on the line again. Then again, if you look at it glass half full, if that happens and the Steelers beat them, once again the Ravens are put in their place. A footnote in history. Yeah, but you don't want that. You want you know, you want you want to win a playoff game. Believe me, as a Raider fan, I just want to get into the playoffs, but as a Steeler fan you wanna you don't want to play against someone that knows you and can game plan against you in a day. I was talking to some fellas, I'll name drop, uh, mm. watching Monday Night Football um, with uh, Nate Burleson. And I, I, they, they told me uh, Nate will be in here in just a second. Um, they, I, I, was, I was talking to them, to Brian Baldinger and, uh, and Daniel Jeremiah, and they thought this was untowards of me to say. But I said, listen, I as a Steelers fan don't want the Steelers going to the playoffs if they get in with only nine wins. That won't do. I want legitimate playoff threat. Ergo, double digits are shame the devil. And I got my double digits with yeah. the Steelers. They're at 10 now. So now I'm at, uh, at peace with it. But before that, I, I didn't want that. I was called, uh, you know, I don't know what words I was called. I'm not going to repeat them, what they said about me. But they thought that was, uh, that was snobby and snooty and obnoxious of me to demand 10 wins or not a playoff spot at all. But you know what? The standards are the standard. Mike Tomlin says it, and I live by it. Are you saying that Daniel Jeremiah has a potty mouth? Well, maybe he didn't say bad words. Wait, and, you know, the, to back that up, the Steelers, uh, all the Super Bowls they've won, they've had at least 10 wins. Is that true? It is. Well, very few teams have won a Super Bowl with single digits. Well, that undermines your, your stat there. Your Raiders are one back in 1980, mm-hmm. one with nine wins. Somebody else has two? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're the stats guy. What do you mean? You know, the- <laughs> You're sure? Well, all right. I'll just go by that. Hey, by the way, you know, the NFL season, I said at the top, it's just about over. But it's not over yet. If your season-long fantasy football league just isn't cutting it, get your mojo back at FanDuel.com and pick a new team every week. So you put your true fantasy football skills to the test. Oh, and by the way, you can win real money, too. Joe Watson from New York played fantasy football on FanDuel for less than two weeks last year and won over 30,000 simoleons, clams, moolah, scratch. What are other? I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Coin. Got jack. It. You know, that kind of stuff. Money is what I'm getting at, if you Got didn't it. know. Uh, like I say, the money's real. Entry fees, just a dollar. Um, go, go dough. Dough is yeah. another one. What quid. I should have a quid. Now, yeah. now that's getting pretentious. Uh, go to FanDuel.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code DDFP and sign up now. The new user special is ending soon. FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar 
up to 200 bucks. That's another one. I forgot bucks. We did. It's an old standby. That's up to $200 free. Offers only good for the first 50 people that use DDFP, so don't forget to use that. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today. And while we await Nate, I wanted to look at something real quick here. Wait, so did, Fan, did FanDuel not want me to do the reads anymore? No, but they were so intoxicated by the DDFP players, which in your stead, well, you and Handsome Hank did one. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw and, Hank got to do his own. Yeah, Handsome did his own. And then Handsome and Black Tie uh, paired up and ran a little dialogue, little improvised dialogue, uh-huh. you know. I think that, I don't know. Do you guys do, do, you guys do improv professionally or, or how did that go? Because it was really terrific. No, we just, you know, it was just chemistry, you know. Uh-huh. You know, turn the cameras on and we just go. I got, I got you. That's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. You know, a handsome Hank, he creates an environment that's exciting for an actor. And, uh, you know, he, t- he takes chances. And then, yeah. you you know, that's why you get into the craft, you know. All right, listen. Here's what I wanted to go over before. Because Nate I, has some really interesting stuff on, you know, he played with Calvin Johnson when Calvin was a rookie. Played with Randy Moss in Minnesota. And, uh, you know, now he's getting a look at the rest, like the rest of the world swooning over ODB. So he's going to talk about that stuff. Oh, we'll do our social study. It'll, we'll do our weekly social study with Nate there. Actually, DDFP TV, it's a nice long video. Those things have been doing really well. We appreciate you clicking into them on NFL.com, or you can just follow me on Twitter at Damashek. I always tweet them out from there, or they're on NFL now. So there are a lot of places to get them. And, you know, unlike your usual TV segment, which runs five minutes, we just, you know, we let our hair down. We just go like Black Tie and Handsome Hank or Drew Statton doing a fan duel back and forth. That's what we do here. We, we have extended conversations with, uh, with the football intelligentsia. Speaking of intelligentsia, Drew Statton, your mother has forwarded your Christmas list from when you were nine years of age. Oh, it's it's gold. It's really good. I you know what I found recently? I should I don't know where it is though. I thought I brought it in for black tie to uh to do a snapshot and put on. I used to rank every year my top twenty five college football teams and for some reason I'd give them to my mother. I don't know why. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it was really for me and then I'd hand the page to my mother. Where else were these things going? But Mo Damashek being Mo Damashek saved them all and um and so uh so there I found yeah. one from nineteen eighty seven, which was fun. I don't know why kind of nerd. Why did I never – no wonder no girl ever spoke to me. I was busy ranking the top 25 for myself. Priorities. <laughs> so sad. Um, oh, speaking of things Mo Damashek cares about, happy holidays to everybody. I wish I was back in Pittsburgh, especially with that Sunday night jam. Oh, yeah, and to see the family too, but but really for the to the see game. the Bengals and, uh, and Steelers. But um, – Football baby, three and one. He called the Bengals. Anybody who accuses me of fixing, how could I fix a game that hasn't been determined yet? And it's, again, as I always say, we're not talking about the Raiders at the Broncos. I pick hard games for football baby to choose. He took the Bengals. I took the, uh, I took last night, I took I took the Broncos on Monday night. So, uh, anyway, football it, baby, three and one. He is now 26 and nine. I think it's called Life gravity. Are they, are they saying that you control that? I, people think I rig it so that he falls the way I want him to fall. It's poppycock. That's I'm, uh, they're tough games, like, and I don't agree with them. No nap for you if you fall to the left. I picked the Seahawks, for instance, on Sunday night. He took the Cardinals. I thought that was ridiculous. As it turns out, I was right about that one, wrong about the Broncos. On Monday night, 26-9, and nine, though, a true Christmas miracle is football baby. 
follow and look for his picks coming up on NFL.com. Let's go over this uh, nine-year-old list. At number one, the things you wanted the most at Christmas time. Yes. A Cal Ripken rookie card. I'm, first of all, I'm glad that you could read my handwriting. And this note looks like it went through the Civil War. Um, yes. Cal, <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was it, like 1997, 1997 you made this? When you were nine? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so old. Hey. <laughs> you were nine in nine. 1997? So that makes you 12 now? What exactly. Is I just turned 12. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And yeah, I, but the page the page looks like it was uh, from the 19th century. I mean, it's exactly is, right. Yeah. Uh, this was delivered on the Pony Express. It was definitely, definitely Martha, seen. Martha, the times have been t- tough out here fighting the Union Jacks, <laughs> but the uh, Cal Ripken jersey would uh, sure that, that fit was, the bill. Yeah, that was number two. I, and, and I'll say that I think from now on I'm going to ask people to send me their Christmas lists from their childhood instead of resumes because it's clear that I'm a sports That's fan That's a great when I'm call. Nine. I love that. I got a Cal Ripken rookie card on here, a jersey. We got pocket knife in there because, I mean, I'm a – I'm a nine-year-old boy. What are jock jams? Jock jams. Come on, man. It was that terrible CD, you know, with like all the stadium rock. (laughs) (laughs) You asked asked for the CD (laughs) of jock jams. Jock jams, You know what? To your point, that's pretty good because I I think I earned my place here. I was ranking uh, college football teams. Yeah. I think that deserves – a job working in football. I got a lot of Houston Rockets gear. I'm glad here. you have a pocket knife, misspelled though it was. Yeah, of course. A BB I, gun. What kind of violent soul were you? I don't know. I'd probably watch the Christmas story. Duke Nukem is on there. Uh, what does that mean? It was like a, a computer <laughs> game. <laughs> he said, what does that mean? Oh, shit. Uh, a Jets Super Bowl victory. Super- what happened there? When were you a, Why were so, you a Jets fan? I lived, my dad, my dad was a, uh, a colonel in the Army, and we moved around a lot, and I lived in New York right before this. And so the first jersey I owned was one of those sets where you could buy the helmet and the pads and the jersey. So I had a Boomer Esiason jersey. My brother, Giants fan, had a Dave Brown jersey. Ooh. My brother's now an Eagles fan, so it's really weird. A he... Dave Brown jersey? Yeah, Dave Brown. Why? And so you wanted a Clyde, Clyde Drexler, Chaz Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. The, your spelling of Olajuwon is just absurd. Well, you know. <laughs> I it's got just a... ridiculous. It really is. Um, I'm, I'm nine. Way, I couldn't, kind of I couldn't spell Olajuwon right now. No, but your your gift list runs literally off the page. You have over twenty something requests. It so. does. After Mr. Bean movie, it's who knows. And Mr. if you get a Cal Ripken jersey, that's it for most kids. If you got that, that would be exceeding expectation. You uh, throw options. in weapons on, of various man. sorts and options. Rockets pants, black tie. Yeah, what what are Rockets pants? I have Rockets shorts and Rockets pants on here. I don't know. Like, did I want the whole warm-up set so I could strip off (laughs) the pants? You're a weird guy, Drew Stadden. Black tie. What did you request? Oh man, at age nine, I was. How old were you in 1997? I was. Oh, I was also. I was ten, actually. Well, I mean, this is just so grim, yeah. really. I mean, the sweet release of death is coming for me sooner than <laughs> it is for you guys. My God, you're nine years old at this age. All right, what was your sort of What stuff? did I want? I wanted, I wanted a lot of clothes. I was into, like, designing clothes as a 10-year-old. It was pretty weird. <laughs> what? That and, that and video games. It was all like, hey, get me the new whatever it was. Are you N64. in Atlanta at this time? I was No, I was in Nigeria at this time. And I was really into clothes. I don't know. Designer si- clothes for a 10-year-old yeah. in Nigeria <laughs> does not Hilfiger, seem like that. Calvin Klein, like that's just like, yeah, I want that new belt, you know. Well, I, I listen. New, I'm, new I'm Timbaland not... shoes. Timbaland's, those were hot back in the day. What is, but I, I just can't. Well, that's a conversation I guess we can get into because Nate's now waiting. But I'm. what happens, I, I just can't conjure in the late 90s Nigeria. So what is it just like, is there the gap there? 
Well, no, not there. I had uh, my older siblings are all in school over here. So uh, when they would come back for Christmas, I would oh, always write a list and had. send it to I them. There was no back then, no email, so you had to write a list like a month in advance, so a family member who was traveling to to the states could give it to your sisters. It was a big. But how deal. did you even know about those things? And only if you saw them, because you didn't look online and see those, yeah, or did movies, you see movies, and just stuff? commercials, movies? What you know, in the late '90s? What movies were playing over there? Were they did they play Titanic in the late '90s? Yeah, yeah, we got some oh, Titanic. Really? Yeah, '97. So this is probably just the year before uh, Armageddon came out, and um, oh, Godzilla, really? So the, you get the all the movies Godzilla. same year well, we get no. them and everything. Well, we would probably get them months after they came out on TV. But, you know, if we were lucky enough to go to London or the States here for vacation, we'll check them out in the theaters. I, clearly, as you can tell from my comments here, I just imagine that the rest of the world has, yeah, has nothing. very little. <laughs> no. I really I, that is, no. I really, yeah, no, it's, like, yeah, it's not xenophobia. You, I just I, assume because when you hear anybody come from anywhere other than the U.S., they yeah. always marvel at how hip and, you know, they all, everybody gravitates to the the clothes and the movies and all that. Oh, I can't believe was, all you. That was when uh, Coyote Ugly was. <laughs> Coyote oh, Ugly. Yeah. yeah, that was a hot. That was a hot. Leanne well, Rhymes. My I sister think, loved I think Leanne in, Ra- when Rhymes I was a, back then. In middle school, I was uh, singing Telegram, Can't Fight the Moonlight. Oh, man. Uh, someone sang that to me in class. <laughs> you and your pocket knife and BB gun. No Watch one out, steps man. steps to you. <laughs> I got a bad, bad attitude back then. Clearly. I'll cut you. Yeah. <laughs> Walking around in your Rockets pants. Well, look that out. says it all, man. I was never a huge fan of toys, though. I was not the kid who asked for toys because I would play either playing soccer or basketball. Toys to me was just kind of too much make-believe. I, don't, I didn't want that. I want, If I got toys, I wanted a toy that did something, like remote control car, something that's fancy. I don't want to have to sit down with, with action figures and go, oh, this guy's big, and he just beat you and flew over your head. Oh, uh, that's, that's not me. I was the opposite of that. I loved I – uh, by the I, way, before we get too far, but we'll uh, – I. I want to promote, because I didn't mention it, the Shecky Awards are next week. So be on the lookout for the Shecky Awards. All the big – the movies are taking care – you know, the Oscars handle the 2014 releases, the Grammys handle the new music, mm-hmm. and we handle everything else. Best cool. Fruit. We have a few new categories this year. Of course, one of the more hotly contested categories has become – best football playing guest. You can expect to see some of the usual names show up there. So be on the lookout for that one. We'll get that to you in front of New Year's. But with it, when it comes to toys, I like Legos and I like to build those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I also I love the figurines. I had the really little army men. I had the ones that were like two inches tall, three yeah. inches tall, but also the ones that were like a half inch tall. You know those really little ones? And they had Civil War ones. They had WW2 ones, everything. I used to love to set up massive battle scenes, but I would not want my friends to come and play because they would want to do it and be like, all right, let's now have the battle. And I would say, no, no, no. I just like setting it up. It's all about the strategy. Don't touch any. Don't don't, (laughs) shame the devil. You're going to knock over all my work here. They just would put them in a line and be like, let's do it. Like, no, no, no. I don't think you get it. You know? It's that same problem I have with people anywhere outside of Pittsburgh, PA. This has been my experience at least. When you play backyard football, everybody gets in the huddle and they're like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll be quarterback and, and everybody go out for a pass. That's not fun football. In Pittsburgh, you run the ball. You must, in fact, you have to obligate it. You have to build it into backyard football. You must run at least once a possession. 
or but everybody around the country just loves to go out and just see how far they can throw and yeah. who's fast. You know, let's see who can run the farthest, the fastest, and all that jazz. Now you play backyard. That's how you do it. You know, so you play running football, but then when you go inside, you set up the figurines and you don't touch don't them. Touch. No touch. I also you could also tell distinctly what toys were mine and what toys were my brothers because my toys were immaculately kept. Like we got bat, figurine bats from a Yankees game once. Mm-hmm. Brought him home, and I mean, within a week, it looked like he'd committed multiple murders with his bat. (laughs) And mine, I mean, Maybe that's what happened to the page that That you wrote all your wishes on. I don't know, but yeah, that's a weird thing, too. I never understood kids who didn't take care of their toys. I had a big um, Navarone, you know, like a big, uh, you remember the Guns of Navarone, the movie, or Force 10 from Navarone? Of course not. Any of you guys grew up with Sorcerers? As if Black Tyra about movies. before you were alive. <laughs> that's been established. Well, I mean, at that point in time, no, but. Well, they had this big, They had so I had a big Navarone. It was a big, you know, it was a, you know, big mountain. That the, that the Nazi scourge occupied and, and had the guns in. This was the premise of the movie. So this was a re, rebuilt model of it. And it had, you could put your army men figurines in it and, you know, do. So a couple of my friends borrowed it. They said, can we borrow that? And then I went to get it the next day. And they had colored in like highlighter color on some of the doors in this thing. That, they, that was the end of our friendship. Sweet. I yeah. never spoke with either one of them again. Great. Who to- who colors on a toy, let alone not even your toy? No. I think I'm going to be friends with you. Forget it. I you know what, Chuck? It's been an executive decision. I think we've gone long on this on Red Challenge Flag Picks and Toys. I almost think we do a holiday special two-parter DDFP this week. Wow. Yeah. Why do you think that, Black I Tide? think it's the way to go. This is like the holiday episode in week 17 preview, and the next episode is featuring Nate Burleson and Ryan Kerrigan. You know what? I like where your head's at. Okay, we'll do it that way. What do you think, cool. Bruce Statton? You know what? I don't really have a say in this, but I like it. Well, but you know numbers, and two it's is be- more than one. Yeah, that's so true. So that's what we're going to give people this week. Demonstrates a genius. Yeah, thank you, uh, A.J. Hawk. But really, credit on that one goes to Black Tie. All right, listen. Drew Statton, what a pleasure to have you back in the fold. Are you going to hang with us in the playoffs and maybe even beyond, or is yeah. this it for it? No, I'm here. Let me ask you this before you walk out. Jim Harbaugh, yeah. you want him to go to Michigan. You're oh, a yeah. Michigan grad, but then you're a Raiders fan. Which is the better place? Michigan. That I mean, that's your preference. But where? What if you What's were Jim job? Harbaugh? Where would you go? I would go to Michigan. Would you? Yeah. But who wants? To, if you're Jim Harbaugh, why would you suddenly want to start going into eighteen-year-old kids' houses and telling them why they should come play for you? That would be the worst. Because I think at this point. The Raiders aren't the team that he's going to turn around and bring to the Super Bowl in the Why next, not? next number of years. Because Derek Carr is good, clearly. They, they're still a couple of years away. You can go to Michigan. You don't need to be at Michigan for 10 years. He can turn that program around in the next couple of years. And if Wait the NFL second. comes calling. I don't understand your that well, Michigan's assessment. at a real crossroads. You remember when Iowa used to be like a real good football team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that last year? Or was that a couple of years ago? Different standard. Come on. Michigan isn't bad. I don't want us to go down that road. I hear you. I, well, listen, I'm a Pitt football fan, so... Yeah, I mean, I feel like Michigan, is, we're right now at a crossroads, and we, we can turn this thing around, or we can go the way of, like, Wisconsin and have a turnkey coach that just hangs out, eats some curds, and then takes another job. I expect Harbaugh is going to take the Raiders gig, hmm. much to your chagrin. Well, I mean, either way, I win, but I'd much rather have him at, uh, at Michigan. For the record, if, I, if he does go to Michigan, I insist that that become a reality show, Jim Harbaugh visiting 
uh, on recruiting visits in the homes of 17 and 18 year old kids, pitching them and their parents on why they should come to Michigan. Can you imagine that guy? In your house. He is such a bizarre, vacant sort of that he's always thinking of something else when he's talking. Him trying to pitch you on why Ann Arbor's great, but also he's thinking, did I leave the iron on at home? (laughs) Kind of look that he always has on his face. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, listen, I wish you a happy holidays, Drew Statton. You have been a real gem to find over the last couple months when you can free up, uh, free yourself up from your fancy schedule. Um, but we will continue making the uh, the Red Challenge flag picks, of course, into the new year. In the meantime, we have – wait, so we'll do it – yeah, we'll have one more before the end of 2014 where we'll do the, uh, the picks for the wild card round. So we'll see you then. Now, be on the lookout because Black Tie has assured us we will have a second podcast this week. That will feature the great Nate Burleson talking about a wide range of pro football-related hot subjects – and of the Washington Redskins, Ryan Kerrigan. So be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, have a happy holidays. We'll be back later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.